All right, you got your Bibles? Let's make the devil nervous. Say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. I can have. I can have. With the Word of God. Says I can have. Says I can have. I can do. I can do. What the Word of God. What the Word of God. Says I can do. Says I can do. And I am. And I am. What it says I am. What it says I am. Amen. Heavenly Father, we love you so much. We thank you for your Word. And Lord, your Word is so important in the days we are living today. So Father, we don't take this for granted. We invest our time and our life into the Word. We mine out the truths the riches that bless us and keep us. So, Father, I just thank you that we have ears to hear and hearts to receive. In Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. So, we are going to quickly, in a matter of minutes, because we are praying today for our country. Uh, we're, today is Faith to Favor Part 2. So, if you were here last week, I had the privilege of doing Part 1. If you missed it, listen online because I shared a lot last week about, uh, and in fact, do we have that one statement that I'm, I would love to put up there? Your faith in God leads you to being faithful to God, and that's when you experience the favor of God. And it was all based out of Hebrews 11.6. Hebrews 11.6 says, And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists, and that he rewards. Everybody say rewards. Rewards. Rewards those who sincerely seek him. You know, that's just a great question. Do you believe that God is a rewarder? You know, a lot of people believe God is, is upset at them, but, but God rewards those who seek him. And I love Jordan's uh, uh, offering and just... Uh, you know, he wants to bless us. He wants to build us up. He wants to create a life that is worth living. And if we will seek him, he promises to reward him. We not only got to believe that he exists, but we got to believe that he is a rewarder. That's right. So today I want to pose a new question to you. And that is, so we talked last week about you yourself having favor with God because you're, you have faith in God, you're faithful to God. And you see the favor of God in your life. But I want to pose a really good question today. And Pastor Greg and I this whole week have talked a lot about this question. What do you do when a loved one decides to do something that is against the Bible? Now, I know in here we all want to say, oh, well, I, you know, I stay true to the Bible. And that is the correct answer. But living this out, I have seen something in the body of Christ, and it needs addressed. And many times when your loved one does something that is against the Bible, we decide, I want to change my belief. I don't want to believe what the Bible says anymore because I love my loved one too much. If you have a child in this room, your child means the world to you, but does your child mean more to you than obeying the Word of God? These are tough questions. I posed, I threw something at you that is, gonna, is making all of us go, Ooh. some of you are gulping twice, and I don't blame you. Because a love for a, for a family member 
is intense. But here's what I've seen in the body of Christ, and we've, both, we've had some good discussions in our home, is when your loved one decides, I don't like what the Bible says about this, therefore I'm going to pretend it doesn't exist in the Bible, we want to pretend it doesn't exist either because we love our child or it may be a child, it may be a parent, it may be a step-parent, it may be an aunt or an uncle, it doesn't matter, it may be a grandchild. We love our children and our grandchildren or our family members so much that we want to pretend this doesn't exist. And that's why you see many churches that aren't even standing by this anymore. Yeah, I went there. There are churches even locally who are changing what they believe because family members chose a different path. There are consequences when you decide to change the Word of God. The Word of God stands. So, Pastor Greg, what do you do with that when your heart is like in a puddle on the floor because it's your loved one? You know, is, is, uh, you're right. This is a, a hot topic. And here's the problem with our country today. Uh, we don't have a political problem. We have a spiritual problem. Yeah. And uh, we, when you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. And our country, unfortunately, uh, has moved away from its biblical base that it was founded on. Jesus said it this way, when you, when, uh, when you cast out a devil out of a, a person, and he's also talking about nations, the devil will leave, but he will come back. And if the house isn't filled with, some, with something, the devil will come back stronger and create more problems. And that's exactly what's been happening in our country. We got rid of prayer in school. We got rid of the Ten Commandments in our schools and our courthouses. And, and uh, Aaron Elazer talked about that a few weeks ago. Uh, and when we move stuff out that we say we don't want to believe that anymore... It's, there's a vacuum. Something will fill that space. Yeah. Moses, when he was talking to the children of Israel and saying, we're about to go into the promised land, but here's the deal. You cannot repeat the sins of your parents. So children, parents, and these are big heart pulls in our life. And we're surrounded in this culture today where we can make up our own reality. Well, to me, that just doesn't make any sense because it's, it's like having a compass and just going, you know, this thing says north is that way, but, you know, I just don't like that. I, I want to create my own north and go that way. Well, you can say what you want, but north is still north. No matter what you want it to think it is, North is north. And we can make up all these things. And, and then if our kid comes along and goes, you know, I know north is that way, but, you know, my north is this way. You know, and as parents or family members looking on, and you're just like, man, God, I, 
I love them. You know, is there any way we can accommodate that? Well, the Bible says that in the last days that we are living in, there will be the number one sign of the last days is deception. Is there deception in our world today? And then he says, there will be doctrines of demons, and there will be a different gospel and a different Jesus. Do not be fooled. So this stuff creeps into our lives because we love our flesh and blood so much that we want to change the gospel. We want to change Jesus that you don't have to come to Him and repent. What does repent mean? Turn 180 degrees and go a different direction. Repent of sin. So we're living in a time where churches are changing their doctrine and accommodating sin. Then we're changing the compass. So here, we got to love. So as parents, let's, let's go there. As parents, we still love our kids no matter if they choose to not go by this word, correct? We're not talking about not loving them. I, I want you to hear us loud and clear. You love your kid, but you do not condone what goes against the word of God. That is what we're trying to say. We have been in the middle of, of trying to help some other pastors and this is a current issue. You do realize this is going on. So we're in the middle of trying to help pastors who have a prominent family in the church who their child decided to go a different route than the Word of God. Well, because the parent loves the child so much, they want to change what they believe. They want the pastor to change the Bible. I'm sorry, but the Bible is going to stand. And you can drum up what you think is Greek and Hebrew till you're blue in the face. I have studied that Greek and the Hebrew on certain topics that are hot topics. And you can try and twist it as much as you can, but it is in black and white. But here's the deal. Our par- I, here's my caution to you. Why on earth would we, we address this in a sermon? Because you are just as susceptible as I am of loving our family members so much that our bleeding heart wants to defend them. And these pastor friends made this statement to us. They said this family that's prominent that all of a sudden wants us to change what the Bible really says, here's what they're doing. And here's where I want to put out a warning not only to you but to the body of Christ. This family's going around to different people in their church saying, pray for me. The pastors aren't supporting us. That is a wolf, and I'll say it loud and clear. Run. If somebody tells you to pray for them, and they're going contrary to the word of God, run. It's a wolf. Because you can't change the word of God to accommodate your loved one. You can love them. Of course you're going to love your children. Of course you're going to love your grandchildren. Of course you're going to love your family members. I'm not talking about love. I'm talking about saying what you're doing is okay. 
I bless you with it. You cannot bless what the Bible has already said is sin. If it's sin, it's sin. Now I'm being really direct, but I'm helping you here because every one of us in this room, including myself, has to deal with this. We all have to deal with this world and where it's going. Am I speaking things that some aren't going to like? Absolutely. But I will not falter from the word of God. And going back to favor, in this case, if we accommodate stuff and walk outside of God's written word, it's a lose-lose. It's a lose for the parents, a lose for the child situation. But it's a win-win when we stay true to God's word and we go, north is north. And I'm going to stay with God on that and, and stay true to God. It's a win-win. And the Bible tells us to pray. The eyes of their understanding will open. They will see, you know, the blinders come off. How many know the devil comes as an angel of light? He doesn't come as Satan, although he is more and more. But he comes to deceive. Jesus said he's a liar. He was a liar from the beginning. He comes to present himself as the answer and the solution and kumbaya. And our world is falling for this. The Bible says the road to righteousness is a narrow road. And many will miss it. So our job is not to miss it. Our job is to value God's word, stay true to God's word in a culture that has lost their spiritual compass, so to speak, and when we stay true to God, favor and reward is what you can expect. And I believe this for family members, and many of us are dealing with culture creeping into our, into our family lives. Stay true to God and watch what God does. He rewards. If you'll stay true to God, God will show up in your life and in your family and cause blinders to come off. I got testimonies. There, People could just jump up and start shouting, God saved me right here. I was going this way, but God changed me to go this way. And uh, that guy, that woman, who knows what would happen if I would have stayed that course. See, God is good and God is a rewarder. Our job is we got to be people who love people. We don't stop loving, but we got to not neglect, the, and we've, this service has been mentioning it, about the spiritual dimension that we're up against, That's whether right. it's at night or in family Absolutely. members, our culture, our government. There is a theme. There is a spiritual dimension that we have to fight against. And concerning that spiritual dimension, which we're about ready to head into, one of the ways to go from faith to favor is to pray for our country. First Timothy 2 starting in verse 1, says, I urge you first of all, everybody say first, to pray for all people, ask God to help them, intercede on their behalf, and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. Now, God doesn't make anybody do what is right. However, throughout the Bible and throughout history, we have seen God remove those in authority. We've also seen um, godly staff affect 
those in authority. Now, that you have an assignment this week, and that is to read 1 Kings chapter 18. In that chapter, you're going to see about King Ahab and Jezebel. They were very ungodly governing officials. And King Ahab and Jezebel were greatly affected by their staff. Their staff was Obadiah, who was a very godly man. Elijah is also in the mix there of that chapter. And as you read that chapter, I want you to focus on that God wants you not just praying for governing officials, but for their staff. Why? Because their staff is who brings them the information. The staff is the one who helps influence the governing officials. I don't know why we've forgotten about the staff. The staff's a big deal. When you're praying for governing officials, pray for the staff. But here's another thing that I was greatly convicted of this week. It said, first, we are so tempted in the body of Christ to pray for our loved ones, ourselves, yada, yada, yada. We are not convicted to pray first for our governing officials. Pastor Greg, you challenged me, and you, what was the 21 days you want to do something? So from this Sunday, 21 days forward, we will uh, land on Pentecost Sunday. So for the next 21 days, uh, Sterling and I just challenging each other, we are going to pray every day for our nation and for Israel. Israel, uh, next Sunday is their 75th birthday as a nation. And, uh, you know, I'll just say this. Jesus said it. He goes, when you see these things happen, Israel become a nation. This generation will not pass away. Well, 75 years, we're getting close to a full generation, folks. So this thing's wrapping up. Psalms 122.6 commands us to pray for Israel. So, my question is, how many are doing it? Don't raise your hands. (laughs) But, so, for the next 21 days, I'm going to pray for America and Israel at least 10 minutes a day. First. Would would anyone join me? Yes. You know, here's the deal. Can we put, put that first and then pray over our own family and then pray over our own needs? You know, if we're praying for our governing officials first, let's watch and see what God does. Speaking of which, stand to your feet. Tim Davis, would you join me? Tim Davis is going to pray for our governing officials right now. Thank you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We ask that that you look over and pray and put your hands on the hearts and minds of all our government officials. That you remind them, remind all our governing officials that the basis of our foundation of our country is crawl Christian. And that you we pray that you you reach out to them. You remind them that they, 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 they pray all the time that we, as a nation, 
can be united as one. And Father, I thank you. I thank you for the opportunity and for you to allow us to be in a country that we are free to praise and worship you without fear or persecution. And Father, I pray that we, we live out our lives safely under your, under your guidance, Lord, that everything you say will happen, will happen, Father. And finally, Father, I would like to pray and say that you remind our, all our governing officials that all men, women, and children are and still created equal. But not only equal, but we're all loved. I pray this and all these things in your holy and precious name. Amen. 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 Matt Francis, would you join us? Matt, would you pray for the military in our country? Father God, we just thank you today for our military, for each branch of service, Father God. The Coast Guard, Space Force, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Father God. We thank you that as they serve around the world, that, that your hand is upon them. That your spirit speaks to them, Father God. That people are getting born again on military bases around the world, Father God. We pray for those that are in authority above them. The Joint Chiefs, Father God. The President, the Joint Chiefs, all the officers, the, the NCOs, all and down to the, to the enlisted, Father God. That you would just give them a spirit of, uh, of excellence and, and doing things the right way, Father God. And to to put away things that make them ineffective, but to put forth things that sharpen them and make them as sharp, that iron would sharpen iron, Father God. We pray that just as you have armored them in the natural, Father God, that your word in Ephesians 6, 13 says take, that they would take up the whole armor of God, that they would be able to stand in the evil day, and having done all, they would still stand. Father, we thank you that they stand for our country. They're on the front line, Father God. And we thank you for these men and women throughout the world, Father God, that are uh, sacrificing their life in a way to, to help our country and to, and to further our nation, Father God. And we thank you, Father God, that we keep our eye on you. We thank you that every uh, branch of service, Father God, would just commit themselves to grow in your spirit, to know what is right, and to protect all enemies, foreign and domestic, spiritually and, and those in the natural, Father God. And we thank you for your hand on, on all these men and women. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Christina Viliana, would you pray over our schools and protection? Yes. Oh, Father God, I just thank you for our children, Father God. And for those of you here who don't have kids, I just want to tell you, the kids are the next generation. And I know firsthand that right now the amount of mental health facilities and counselors are so backed up that these families are on wait lists for months out. And I just want to focus on our children right now. Just center your hearts on those kids, Father God, those kids who are crying out. Father God, I just claim Psalms 91 over our schools and our youth and our children, Father God, that they abide under the shadow of your wings, Father God, that they find refuge under your wings, Father God, that 10,000 may fall at their side and 1,000 at a right hand, but nothing shall come near our children or their schools, Father God. 
I thank you, Father God, that they are protected. Your word says in Psalms 91 that no arrow will get to them, Father God, that your angels have charge over them, that protect them, that keep them from stumbling, Father God, that protect them from the evil plots of those that, are, that the wicked try and plan, Father God. They will not enter our schools. There is a hedge of protection around our schools, hedge of protection around our children. Father God, that every day that they walk out of that house, there is a covering like an umbrella protecting them and guiding them. And Father God, your peace would just flow through those schools. Father God, peace on our youth and our children who are scared to walk into a school building. The kids, Father God, who are terrified at night because they don't know what the next day brings. God, your peace that surpasses all understanding, it will mount God and garrison over their hearts and minds. The teachers and the administration, Father God, who know you are bringing you into that atmosphere. Our youth and our children who are walking into their school buildings, God, that they're not bringing fear with them, but they are bringing the peace of you, Father God, the love of you, Father God, and that the schools would be filled with your atmosphere of peace and protection, that their hearts and minds would be protected, Father God, that they would reach out to you, Father God, their protection, their light, your love, Father God, would be brought into those schools, and that there is no plan of the enemy that will get to our schools and our children in Jesus' name, that they would find light that we would hear miracles and not of death, Father God. That we would hear about amazing things that have happened in our schools. That revival would be in our schools, Father God. That there is protection in our schools, in our children, and in our youth. And they won't back down and fear God, but they will rise up in strength, knowing that you are for them. So who can be against them? And I just thank you, Father God, for your word in Psalms 91. Every day, speaking it over our schools and our children, that they will have long life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Kate Williamson, will you come pray over our medical uh, field here in America? Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this opportunity to pray for America today and to pray for their health care, the health care. God, I want to first thank you that of all the care that we get here in America. I know it's not perfect, and I know there's plenty of hurdles, but we have an amazing group of people that are out there that we have specialists, and I do see people getting healed, and I thank you for that, God. I want to pray for every person that's in the health care. Um, I want to pray that they see their worth. I want to pray that they see their value and that they know that they are making a difference. I pray that they seize every opportunity to pray for their patients as they come and go, whether they put hands on these people or whether they are just a checking point to their care. In healthcare, we see a lot of hurt and sadness, um, and we have a great opportunity to pray for all those that are hurt. Um, these are opportunities where we can share God's love to those who are lost, even if we cannot speak the name of Jesus, we can love them and love this hurting world. The number one cause of death is heart disease. And I know that God is the one who can heal these hearts. In Psalms um, 147, 3, he states that he heals the brokenhearted. He bandages their wounds. God is the answer to all this suffering. And I just thank you, God, that you, your presence is here in America. I thank you for strengthening your children who are in the healthcare system. And I thank you that they stay true to your word.
Amen. Amen. John Mayfield, would you come pray for revival in America? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we just love you today. I'm reminded of the time, Jesus, when you were sitting there in front of your disciples and you told them, I go to wake up Lazarus. And here he had died. They said, Lord, if he's, if he's well, then, then everything is okay. But Father, you knew what was going on deeply, intercessibly, in the inner resources of a man or even of a nation, Father. And we understand today, Father God, where America is. And Father, we, I hear that cry today, that you are going to wake it up. I hear that cry in the name of Jesus, that America, your days of glory are still ahead of you. And I command you to come forth in the name of Jesus. And you shall rise up in the name of Jesus. And I also hear what the Lord said. The Lord said, Father, I thank you that you hear me. And I know that you hear me. And because you hear me, I have the petition that I have desired. And Father, now as a church, we declare that our better days are ahead of us. And America shall rise. And of revivals will break out. And Father, we're not going to be a spectator in this. Our church is going to be ones that are in the midst of it. We give you all the praise and the glory of what you're doing and about to do. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. Glory to God. Amen. America, come forth. Love it. Thank you, Lord. You know, just bow your heads and close your eyes. And if you're here today or watching online and Jesus Christ is not the Lord of your life, today's the day. Today's the day of salvation. We can't put this stuff off any longer. We don't know how many days we have. But you can make a decision. Salvation is your choice. It's not belonging to a church or just coming and singing or even praying. The choice is I need Jesus to lead my life. And if you're here today watching online, I'm going to count to three. And if the Holy Spirit's been prompting you, don't delay. Raise your hand. One, today's the day. Two, don't talk yourself out. Three, respond by raising your hand in this place. Yes, amen, amen, amen. Praise God. And those of you watching Thank online, you, Jesus. we're going to pray yes. this prayer, Pastor yes. Sterling. Oh, those watching online, today's your day too. If you need to make Jesus Lord and Savior of your life, would you pray this prayer with all of these individuals here? Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I thank you. I thank you. For the blood of Jesus. For the blood of Jesus. That forgives me. That forgives where me. Where I have fallen short. Where I have fallen short. Of your best. Of your best. I ask today. I ask today. That you would be. That you would be. Not only Savior. Not only Savior. But Lord. But Lord. Completely in charge. Completely in charge. I surrender my life. I surrender my to life. To you. To you. And I thank you. And I thank you. Today. Today. I'm a new creation. I am a new creation. In Christ. In Christ. Old has passed away. Old has passed away. All is become new all has become new in jesus precious in name jesus precious name amen amen, amen. Woo, don't forget those of you who you're walking with god and if you just those of you who raised your hands join in that commitment
of 21 days of praying for our nation, our governing officials, and 21 days, then is Pentecost. I'm excited.